Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to Lawns Across America. If you happen to be watching on YouTube, you're going to see the studio setup is a little bit different, and you'll find out why a little bit later. I'm going to actually take off the visuals here and just go to all audio. I'm sitting here on a Sunday afternoon just kind of chilling, so want to kind of catch you guys up on a few things and do a podcast that's quite a little bit different and by request. So those of you that follow the channel, you'll know that a few weeks ago I was up in Bozeman, Montana. That's actually where my business partner Josh lives, and he runs all of our tech stack from there as well as most of the customer service. And then, of course, I'm down here in Lakewood Ranch, Bradenton, Florida, where we have our warehouse and other offices, and then we have all of our development team in Salt Lake City. And so when I was up there with Josh, I thought, you know, one of the things that was requested a lot after I did a collab with Matt from Obsessed Garage, if you haven't seen that, you should go to the YouTube channel and check it out. It was done this summer. No, actually, it was done in May, so right before summer, right before the blackout. I actually went to his house and fertilized his lawn. If you don't know who Matt is, he has a really cool channel, Obsessed Garage. It's really what I would call higher-end men's stuff. It isn't just garage stuff. It's actually things that uh, men of a certain age who have worked to a certain level in their lives and have a certain amount of money to spend, there are certain things they like to purchase. And uh, there's a whole lot of maintenance that goes into that. So these are guys that that buy supercars and they race them around in the mountains in North Carolina, which I think is really cool. And uh, when you have that supercar, there's a lot of maintenance that has to be done on the brakes and the tires and the wheels and certain ways that it has to be cleaned and then certain ways the paint has to be taken care of and all of this requires a lot of equipment and then a big garage and then a garage with a certain kind of floor and then a certain kind of cabinets that they only have in formula one garages you know it's it just becomes high end and then the lighting and then the sound system that you have because you're spending so much time out there that's obsessed garage and i have that's not me that's not my thing you guys have seen my garage my garage is is more like um hoarder's garage is what mine looks like. And uh, so I'm the exact opposite, which was great because when me and Matt did our collab, it kind of worked out because how much different we are. He actually told me he can't stand lawn care, can't doesn't like the lawn at all. And I was like, oh, well, okay, great. Then I'm going to get you addicted like everyone else does. And I think he, you know, when they start messing with it, and I think he had a similar goal to maybe try to get me into some of the cool stuff he does, which it is intriguing. I would love to buy a $4,000 pressure washer unit for inside my garage that I use only to wash my lawnmower. So that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, just not in the budget these days. But one of the things that I did when I went over there with Matt is um, he does a thing called walk and talk where he likes to talk to entrepreneurs like myself and like himself and just find out where your business started and where it came from. And so we did that. And it ended up being something that a lot of you commented on that you liked. You wanted to hear more about the business side of what we've been doing here, not with just the lawn care nut, but with yard mastery. And so when I was in Bozeman, I'd, I'm with my business partner, Josh. And so I thought, let's let's talk through it. I mean, he's equal owner in yard mastery. Um, time to start getting him out there. Let's let you see some of that because he's really a big part of, of our success and a big part of our growth. And uh, so what we talk about in this episode here, we're actually sitting out on the deck. I'll show you if you're on YouTube, I'll put up a clip of what the view looked like while we had this discussion. And we're basically talking about how we got to know each other and how we met because we actually met as friends on the internet. Um, and uh, well, I'll take it from there. All right, sitting here with Josh and Remy and this little fella over here, the new guy, Rip. Those are Josh's dogs. You guys haven't met Josh before, or maybe you've seen him in a couple of my videos. He showed up in the video that we did. 
a few weeks ago out in Indiana where we did the big philanthropy thing with our new initiative, which we're calling YM Gives. I don't know if I've announced that publicly yet, but Josh and I are sitting up here in Bozeman today. This is where customer services run out of. He runs our office here, and we decided we would do a quick podcast to uh, let you guys learn a little bit more about him. So Josh Whitford, tell all of my audience, you are, you're like the, he's my business partner, just so you all know, equal business partner. He's like the maestro behind the scenes creating everything that makes Yard Mastery run as, and lawn care not as smoothly as they do. So Josh, tell them about yourself. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you've ever gotten an email from Yard Mastery or Lawn Care Nut, I was probably the one behind that infrastructure, at least. And in the beginning, you used to answer all the phone calls, answer every email. He did all the customer service. This was a few years ago when I was still had a full-time job. Yep. And we were just trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Uh, where's my shirt order? Yeah, right. <laughs> where's my t-shirt? Where's my, where's my journal, my lawn journal? Yeah, my lawn journal. Where's my Milorganite camo hat? That's right. <laughs> You're was... out of camo hats. I want one. I'm like, well, we only had 700. <laughs> Josh is the one that helped us order 10,000 koozies. <laughs> Yeah, I think okay. it was 12,000. 12, to be fair, there's four designs, so it's like 4,000 of each. Yeah, that's right. Or something like that. Container load of koozies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so probably have a few if somebody wants one. We do. We still have a couple cases left. All right, so Josh, we've known each other for a long time, though, long before we started Yard Mastery, so... Yeah, what's it going on? Probably 12 years now? I think so, I yeah. mean, it's definitely a... Before I was doing Lawn Care Nut, for sure. Yeah. Definitely, so maybe even longer, because I was still doing Life and Lawns back then. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about it. Tell tell everybody how we met, where it was, what we were doing, and, and how we got together. Yeah, so I graduated college in 06, worked a couple random jobs doing like customer service for McDonald's and stuff like that, talking to wonderful people on the phone who were <laughs> trying to troubleshoot how to take money from a cash register. Um, <laughs> that didn't last long. Decided I'd make a living online quit my job, used like my vacation and uh, three weeks of of runway I had with the pay schedule. And I go, yeah, five weeks should be plenty of time to figure out how to make a living online. What did you go to college for? Uh, political science and, and a minor in business. Didn't actually get a minor in business, but took quite a bit of those kind of classes. So like all good entrepreneurs, you know, political science was the degree. <laughs> Sounds very useful. <laughs> it's super not useful, but it's like the obtainable degree for people that uh, don't want to study math and science too yeah, much. Just get, so get your degree and get out. Pretty so. much. Yeah. So you're going to make a living online in 06, 07. You figure you got five week run ramp <laughs> to learn how to make a living on on from your laptop at the beach. Yep, yep, pretty All much right. out of Fargo, do? North Dakota, the beach in Fargo, <laughs> North Dakota. And what'd you do? Yeah, so um, there's a couple random ventures. You know, they've long passed and gone by now. But uh, my wife started. A, I helped my wife start a blog. I had a blog, and I think in like '08, I interviewed Gary V for his first book. That's uh, right, you did. Yeah, he That's came right. on. We did an interview, and we argued SEO because I was like learning search engine optimization, and he was calling that was going to be bullshit and everything else. And mm -hmm. we had a fun little debate. I met him a couple times actually, but um, That's cool. yeah, I had a fun little debate because. 
his marketing strategy for the book was reach out to marketing blogs. And I had joshwhitford.com, which nothing's on now, but it called it the unconventional marketing blog. I remember and that. And I just kind of do like a blog post a day about any fun marketing things I saw and just riffed on it. And had a couple of ventures that we tried doing, starting, you know, consulting services for writing content because my wife's an English journalism major and worked at a newspaper and stuff like that. So tried tried doing a couple of those, but, you know, no audience and you're kind not early in the web in no way, but you're early enough where people aren't going to the web for every single problem they have. Mm-hmm. Um there's this site. well there was no mobile at that time there's no, no not really it was so i mean was iphone only like just came out basically right. and the and internet wasn't fast enough really to do much anyway on a not phone. on a phone right. yeah um so you know facebook was pretty much the only social game in town and yep. everything like that twitter you know i've had a twitter account oh, forever yeah. me too um yeah so you know had a lot of mis- misfires a lot of ideas tons of ideas you know try executing on some not a whole lot happened found Found this one random thing called Million Dollar Wiki, which was trying to recreate the like million dollar homepage, but with a Wikipedia style, uh, you know, where you could buy money or real estate or whatever, and you could buy that URL on the wiki and then you create the wiki. So it'd be your own personal curated wiki versus Wikipedia, which is community based. Yeah, but you're pulling off the authority of the primary domain. Yep. And, yeah, yep. A lot of and, fun uh, subdomain stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> That was going for a little while and showed some promise and stuff like that. And then Google put the kibosh on it because yeah. it was kind of like selling authority and He's rank. Selling page rank. Yeah, yeah you knew that's true too. <laughs> yep, selling page rank. So they they more or less killed it. So that idea like died. But the guy who created it started a new venture called Entrecard. And it was like a little widget you'd put on your website. And as people... Uh, would visit the page, it would show like a random, call it an ad or a thumbnail or whatever, and you could put your thumbnail on somebody else's page. So it was like a big uh, circle jerk of yeah. of like bloggers. So it was like a ton of bloggers and you know, they would, you would basically buy traffic, right? You know, you'd get clicks from entre cards and you would drop your card. And if you drop a card, you got a point or whatever entre card credit or whatever it's called. And then you would go through it and, uh, you know, you could accumulate these and then you could advertise against somebody else's to drive traffic back to your blog. So it was like a way to get traffic, but it just turned into a big circle jerk of bloggers just trying to drop cards every day and to build, it, yeah. up, build up points so they could get traffic to their site. But, but the traffic was garbage. That but, was the whole thing. It yeah, wasn't, the yeah. traffic is numbers. It wasn't it was people going for entre cards. It wasn't, yeah. they weren't going for your content. But it, at that time, yeah. blogging was really huge, like you remember. And so it kind of built a community where there might be like a hundred people and you just constantly go back and forth between people's sites and you'd all leave comments on each right. other's sites. And so it kind of like became this community of people that were kind of trying to support each other in the content world. But, um, you know, really it's just getting clicks mm-hmm. and the clicks, if you had ads on your site, you know, you get some ad views, so you'd maybe get a little revenue. But uh, anyways, I, long story short, figured out how to game that system and basically create <laughs> unlimited uh, 
credits. So, so I ended up like selling, you know, buy 10,000 entree credits on eBay. <laughs> like I would sell them for a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's how I paid for, you know, I had a roommate at the time, Fargo, cheap living apartment. You know, my monthly budget was probably like $800 a month, you know, and get a couple bucks from AdSense off Google and having these blogs and things like that. And, uh, it, eventually I stumbled into doing like, consulting I just happened to meet a guy who had forward thinking had a network of apartment sites like every domain in north dakota like fargo apartments grand forks apartments you know whatever yeah, that like was an every- old strategy you buy a page and and for those of you listening we're probably talking a lot about an seo that you don't understand but back in those days domain authority was everything it still is but you wanted to have the keywords in your domain because that was the biggest indicator when somebody would search now things are a lot more intricate now they understand people's behaviors and everything else but back then you didn't have that so you only had an if then this that or if then if this then that right that's the algorithm so if they search for the word apartments right and they live in fargo then show them apartments in fargo.com that so that was the strategy yep. so you'd buy multiple domains apartments in fargo apartments in west fargo apartments in eastfargo.com and you have all these sites that's what you guys were doing yeah so he he had all the domains in um, so I pitched him on this strategy. Let's set up all these microsites. There and we you go. Used, microsites. Yep. We used WordPress, and this mm-hmm. is way before WordPress was used as as a website. It website. Now. It was only like a blog. Blog, right? And we figured out how to convert the theme and use pages that WordPress offered, and like basically created these static pages and we could just rubber stamp it and then we'd have 10 of these sites across all the different you know xyzapartments.com and then they'd all link to each other so then you know you'd get the seo juice oh, from like yeah. all the cross-linking and so then these page rank sculpting brother yeah, so these sites would rank and then he would get leads for his apartments so i pitched him on that idea and man that was fun though wasn't it yeah if you it, think about it, it that's worked. the early days of seo yep. and you could literally do searches in front of your client and show him his stuff coming up i mean that was cool yeah and about that time learning seo learning these websites came across a bunch of make money online kind of gurus (laughs) you know like everybody you know who knew a little bit was setting up a course or private group or doing something and one of the guys ran across i don't know if he's even still around victor frankie or something like that yeah and he was he he He's like the old man from Legend of the Falls after he had a stroke, you know, like, fuck up, you know, like, Dude. like to Google. He's like, yeah, game the hell out of him. Use backlink demon. Get, get four million backlinks and using automated scripts and comments. Yeah, and like built thousands all this. of links yeah, at one built, time. Built mm. thousands of links. So, you know, we were gaming the system is all pretty. But he literally, he hated Google because yeah. what would happen is y'all. So, and by the way, he's, we're not bad mouthed. Vic, if you're still out there, bud, <laughs> yeah. you taught us both a lot, actually. Yep. I I think we would both agree that learning to hate Google made us actually appreciate what Google is and, and what they actually want. And so then we just started giving them what they want. But we never learned the respect to that, or at least me, until I was first ga- trying to game it. And every time we'd try to game it, I'd, we would lose at some point. You know, they, they devalue all your, your links you just built or or whatever. Um, even sometimes they'd penalize your own site if you had too many bad links pointing at you. Um, but yeah, Vic taught us all that. So it was positive And and yeah, I just wanted to point that out. So it wasn't like, I mean, yeah, but he was, was definitely raw, which I liked. Yeah. F Google, you know, bye. <laughs> yeah, we, we were, you know, we we're just new hatchlings coming out of the shell, right? You <laughs> know, like learning this, 
how the internet can work and function and how algorithms work. Cause you know, algorithms in 2009, 10, you know, that time were just super basic. Like, well, there was no Google local. I don't think back then were there Google local. So I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it was so. all Yelp or something else. Right. Know? And so, so in that case, so you weren't in local SEO, what you're talking about was even later in the game. I was trying to rank for things nationally back then. 2007, eight, because the internet itself wasn't as, is so for me to rank for lawn care terms, like how to seed your lawn or how to grow grass seed, my blog, my little blog would rank number one in the entire country for that. Um, and that was massive traffic, but we can get into some of how, uh, we came together there. So you, you you found Vic. Yeah. We found Vic. He created some private group. Yeah. And then what was it called? Do you remember? uh, What was the name of that? I'd have to. It was three hundred and fifty dollars for lifetime membership. Wasn't I it like that. something affiliate and like keyword? No, the keyword, keyword affiliate, affiliate was, was court. Out. Yeah, there was um, a few others we joined, but he was the. We'll have to look it up and yeah. see. But yeah, do you, I paid three fifty for lifetime, something like that. And I, it, to me, then that was a lot of money. Oh, that was like everything I had on yeah. the credit card, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild, man. All right, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we we were just in this. We we're in the same group together used to do at the chats. same time. What were the yeah. live chats? What was that program he used to use for live chats? Wasn't Viddler? What was the other one? But he'd do live streams. Remember, and you could yeah. chat with him in the live stream, and you could leave him a, a message, and then he would say, "Oh, Alan, I saw your. That's a great thing." And then he would go off and talk about it. Yeah. Remember that night? We'd sit there for hours, and he yeah. would just preach at us. Yeah, and just on this live stream questions. behind this paywall. Yeah, wow, and so crazy. somehow there was a member section, and you would leave comments, and I thought you were more advanced than me, so I would like always reply and ask questions, and you'd reply, and somehow we just took it from the membership offline and eventually like yeah. i think i'd just shoot you an email be like hey i'm working on this thing and what do you think of this or that and you know and eventually um i think as as i learned more and did more and more actual like web consulting you know all these things started like web design yeah set up a website you know yeah like i'll well, get you a we knew wordpress and we understood yep. the back end of wordpress and how to optimize it properly which was uh you could make a lot of money at one time just doing yep. that yep. optimizing wordpress sites properly so that was a lot of what i did and then yeah. eventually built up like an actual agency doing marketing online marketing yeah. and i would run across seo projects and alan was still pretty headlong and doing a lot with that with your blog and other stuff so then i'd pitch you like hey you want to help me with this client do the seo side of things mm-hmm. and one of those clients was like giftcards.com or yeah we're a couple other for a while yeah, yeah and a couple of these other like big brands you know national brands and sold that company in 2011 to giftcard.com is essentially an aqua hire. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they did pay some money. So, you know, I can say yeah. I sold it, but, you know, nobody's going to brag on uh, with that. Uh, I worked with them for about a year and then they, they wanted to pivot and move away from doing these kind of like small batch like cards because they could print visa gift cards like in yeah. their building well that's what they did right they would take like leftover if you had like two dollars left on a card they had some way to consolidate all those and yeah there's of... like after seven years you know like yeah <laughs> just but the gift it, card industry is really interesting i'm sure it's yeah. different now this was several years ago we were oh, yeah, working with those guys but, 10 plus yeah. yeah and but like if uh a large business you know exxon mobile wanted to reward their employees they could just order up 
you know, 5,000 yeah. Exxon Mobil themed Visa gift cards yeah. that could be used anywhere. You're right, that's where they went. They would load them up. Cards. And so, like, if you had an incentive program at the office, they could just load up the card every month with, hey, you hit your $100 incentive. And, that's you know, right. now you just have this card, you know, for employees. So they're still around. They still do gift cards and other stuff, I'm we sure. We should see if they still rank number one for custom gift cards because that yeah, was always the might. big keyword we wanted. Yeah. We'd be like dancing between two and three. Yeah. Could never get number one. Yeah, well, there's only like two players in town. They got acquired for, I think, like 160 million gift cards. Did like seven, eight years oh, ago. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he, the owner of that was his name, Jason, Jason? Wolf. Yeah, nice yeah. guy. Right, yeah, I think he still runs it too. Does he really? Yeah, yeah, he was a good guy. Well, he he bootstrapped that old thing mm-hmm. from nothing to, I mean, hundreds of millions in revenue. Yeah, good so. for him. Um, so, so yeah, yeah so we, we did a little project consult, there. Yeah, together. do some projects yeah. here and there, and. Then I, I moved and worked with an investment bank for four or five years out of Southern California. And uh, and I'm still with True Green during all of yeah. this. I'm still at True Green at this time. But you're you're really, you sold the blog and now you're yep. really into I'm doing side hustle. You're really into doing some side hustle SEO projects right. and then doing YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of, you know, there was no rhyme or reason. I think you're just doing it because you like putting the content out there and having fun with it. Yeah, I used to do some stuff on another channel I did where I would talk about crazy stuff, but it wasn't until I left True Green in 2012 or 11. Man, years go by. 2011 or 12 is when I left True Green, and that's when I went and got hired at the marketing agency out of Chicago, uh, the digital agency, and that's when YouTube really took off. So where were you at? And that's when you were at the investment bank, yeah, wasn't I it? Yeah, I just moved in 2012 to the right. investment bank. Right, so we kind of did that transition yeah. at the same time. Yep. My phone's going off. Yeah, so we did that transition at the same time. And then that's when my YouTube took off. But also 2012 is also, again, when like like 4G started coming in. So mobile really took off mm-hmm. uh, bigger. And the internet really changed after like 2011, 12. So yeah, a lot more apps, a lot more social. Like social became all of a sudden, it, it went from like doing websites and SEO to like, oh, you need a Facebook page. You need a yeah, well, whatever algor- page. That's what algorithms changed because then they started looking more at behaviors and lookalike audiences. And so it wasn't so much about somebody searching, you know, apartments in Fargo or it wasn't somebody like searching for uh, gyms near me or I did a lot of work with travel agents, travel agents near me. That kind of went away because now search was more intuitive. I can't think of the terminology used for that now, but it was it was more just based on where on, you know, uh, where your mobile phone is in relationship to where you live in relationship to your work is to where you drive every day. So things just became intuitive. Well, the big thing was like Foursquare and like local check-ins and you could be yeah. the mayor of your favorite you right. know, restaurant became, or whatever. So a lot of gamification. All lot that of was local. so we would teach them our habits though. So they could just market to us better, which yep. is so funny. <laughs> well, now, you know, now their algorithm so good. They just, <laughs> well, that's why we don't really do keyword type SEO anymore. We, we, we do uh, on page SEO, but we don't build links anymore like no. we used to. There's no need to, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's, you can't game it anymore anyway. No. Yeah, so... Yeah, tell at, them what you were doing in San Diego. So you yeah, were worked at an investment, investment bank, bank. Uh, helping run a community, learning how to pitch and present deals, like build pitch decks for raising capital or selling a company or whatever you might want to raise funds for. And so over, you know, four or five years of helping the investment bank side and running this community where people could get this kind of advice behind a paywall 
uh, you know, so thousands of pitches, you know, mm-hmm. like hundreds and hundreds of different types. Good of and bad. Different, all <laughs> kind, you know, like napkin, paper napkin pitch, you know, like right. somebody who tried and, you know, so you, you learn that process, like what's a good deal, what's a bad deal, what's a good pitch, what's a bad pitch. And through through all that, I learned a lot, but it wasn't, um, wasn't going quite where I thought it was going to go. You know, when you work on a deal and you uh, see somebody wanting to write a $10 million check and your tiny little cut of that might be 50 grand. And then all of a sudden the owner of the company says, I think we can go get more money. And the deal just blows up <laughs> and you're like, that was the only person willing to write you a check. And now I get no money either. Yeah. I just worked three months on this project to get it to this point. And then you just go blow it up. And it's like, so I, I didn't like that. Um, yeah. It was out of your control, out it, of your hands. It you know? was a, uh, you know, it was, the rat wheel, right? Like you, you go, 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 go. And then every once in a while spits off of a payday and there's no consistency. You're not building a thing. You're just helping people find money and place that money. Yeah. And that just sounds so hollow. it's so hit and miss. It's yeah. like, it doesn't sound fun either. It's to me. It's not, it's not the way I think That's the deal all. world is fun. You know, yeah. it's high stakes. I mean, people Ugh, writing handle it. eight figure checks or nine figure checks, you know, like it's, it, there's, there's a lot there, but it, it's too inconsistent. You're not building this constant revenue stream or a pipeline or anything like that. It's just, you know, when a good deal happens and it lands and it happens and then it could be months before another one or yeah. so. Um, so I was looking for a change and I was thinking going back into doing uh, agency work, finding clients, building, you know, building client list. And, and I did that kind of at the same time as I was working at the investment bank knew I was about to leave sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of great clients. Um, but as, as anybody in client work knows, especially online marketing client work, it, you can charge some high dollar fees to do the work. But at some point, and I, I always estimate it's about 18 months, you kind of work yourself out of a job. Because if you set up the email list, the marketing funnel, the uh, membership area, site, all that stuff. Eventually, it kind of starts running itself. And then they go, why do we pay you so much to do this when we could have intern Billy <laughs> do it? Yeah. And and it never works out. Intern Billy always drops the ball because they didn't build it. They don't understand it and how it all well, They're not put, invested in it. And they're not invested in it. So, yep. you know, they pay you a lot of money to care and answer emails at 11 p.m. at night, <laughs> right? And intern Bobby works eight to five and doesn't deliver that kind of customer service. And right. So um, I was seeing that trend happen again. And I was like, I, I need to do something else, need to build a different kind of model, which I ultimately did. And the model was instead of charging people a bunch of money to do consulting work, what I do is find and then a couple like content creators, things like that. And I would run everything for them that didn't exist or wasn't built. And then we'd split the revenue the commission. So yep. it was like, you know, our, our worth was in the added value. Yeah. You weren't doing you this. You weren't doing this. We're now doing that. It now makes money. We split that money yeah. after expenses. And it makes sense because they have, they, they have, um, well, they are what we, and I, I know who you're going to talk about in a minute, and I want you to because it's going to be fun, but they were the f- influencers. We, they call us that now, but back then they had the audience. They had the community, but they didn't always know how to properly monetize that community or communicate, and that's where you were a specialist. You could go in and go, oh, here's a bunch of different ways we could 
work with this community in different ways. And so tell me about that one client, the big one I think you're going to mention. Yeah. So one of them was RV Lifestyle. Great couple, uh, Mike and Jen Winlin, And they have, you know, they're early in the YouTube game for RV and RV living. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like, the like you're the grandfather of the long game. They're kind of like that for the RV side of things. And so approached them, said, uh, well, he reached out to me because of my website and wanted to do like a Patreon or something like that. And I was like, I think you have bigger opportunity here that's way easier to do than trying to set up and run a Patreon. So met with them and go, hey, I'll charge you nothing. We'll build, we'll build this thing together and whatever, including and, eBooks, and yeah, guides, e and, and all the same stuff we can finding, <laughs> finding sponsors, new sponsors, and getting sponsorship agreements. Yeah, but you build an email list for them. Build an email list, the whole thing. So they had a huge Facebook page and a decent YouTube audience, and so you know, leverage those communities to build a list, send out newsletters, create travel guides. So we did all these like seven day adventure guides: Glacier, Yellowstone, Florida coast, there Gulf you coast, UP, like, and we sell them for like seven dollars a piece but it'd be a super comprehensive guide like stay here go here visit yeah, this give, give more here, than here's the link to the local uh national park website or here's where you could stay and like and inside the an guides RV. there's affiliate links too right yep yeah yep. see so you're continuing to to yep. monetize and then we'd bundle them all together once we had like five six seven or whatever of them be like buy all all seven of them for 29 bucks you right. know get a little discount and, and do that and so, so that's classic content marketing. Yeah, yeah. Something so, they don't have time to do, man. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're, the they're busy making the, the content. Right. Yep. So you got to show them how to segment it. And, yep. One uh, I wanted to talk about before that, though, I don't know. Can you talk about Seal Fit? Yeah, sure. Because that's actually the first one you did. Yeah. So I, I think that, and that I think the RV folks are great, but I think Seal Fit's really the big one. Yeah. So talk about what you did for them. Yeah. So Seal Fit. Uh, they had the other domain, NavySeal.com. Mm -hmm. um, the founder, Mark Devine, was a retired Navy SEAL. And in Southern California, you can throw a rock and hit a Navy SEAL because that's kind of where <laughs> they're based and out Jocko of. Jocko and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and I was working out at their gym with some friends that I had made, and they needed some, some work. They had an online uh, membership where they put workouts up every day. And so for like 10 bucks a month or whatever, you'd get like three tiers of workouts mm -hmm. depending on how intense you wanted to go. But they had these event courses called uh, Kokoro. And then we created a couple other ones. And Kokoro is like a three-day Navy SEAL hell week. And just to get in, you have to be like a super athlete. Like yeah. you're legit you know, that's a that's a physical thing you go do right big time, through yeah. seal fit. Yep. Yeah, because my ex boss Joe Chura, he that he does that now, that, yeah. which I think is hilarious. Yeah. So it, or not hilarious, but cool. Like so, they kind of as a Navy SEAL, he wanted to build a course that would help increase the odds of people that wanted to go into the SEAL teams, and so he'd run them through this Kokoro course, which is like three days nonstop, no sleep, barely any food. You know, who's going to carry work. the boats? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's going to carry the boats? You know, like rucking up mountains, like bear crawling up mountains. You know, not just rucking. Yeah. Like you know, you got bear crawl a mile. You got sit in the. I surf, can't bear crawl in the lawn. You bro. know, do all these different <laughs> things, but the the website became a lead funnel for the event company and they do events and at the time they wanted to create a separate brand called unbeatable mine and that's when they created kind of like the more uh business 
friendly type events. A little mm-hmm. less intense, a lot less intense. Right. You know, so it's not for superstars, it's for corporate teams right. that want to come that out, come get a little taste, extreme. get a little taste of the seal that's lifestyle. What, I think pretty sure that's what Joe's doing. He's playing the into sand, that. playing the beach, get yeah. wet, feel miserable for a little bit, yeah, but you, then go back to a five-star resort and, and learn lick your things. wounds. Yes. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we, you know, built the funnels, we built landing pages, we... You segmented their email list, segmented right? Segmented, set it all up. I mean, they yeah. weren't, they were on some terrible system, you know, segmented it, built the whole thing. So there's actual flows and processes so people can mm-hmm. get upgraded and get them into the online classes to get training and move them from online classes to events, you know, and so on. And so, yeah, they, I think they had over like at the time, 1.3 million people on their Facebook page, Wow. you know, NavySeals.com. So like leveraging those properties to like build a list and then from the list doing marketing emails like here's events here's a course right you know sign up now get three months free of online coaching and then they people could go through and do these uh workouts that they would do at their little gym in Encinitas they could do it at home with some kettlebells and sandbags and things like that so you have all this content so this is the same thing they're early influencers they're Mm -hmm. not a personal brand maybe that's what I would call what influencers today are personal brands I call them but that was like a group a a business uh, it was an influence but it was a big thing so you went and helped to create all these systems and I wanted to point that out um, because I want to get to what you do now as my business partner, because it's all important. You, you're not just a guy sending out emails. You build systems and processes behind it. Um, and you find software. Hey, we, we have a problem here. We need to deliver this and this and this and this. I'll find some software that's going to do that. And I'm going to integrate it into my current process. And so that's what I wanted to bring all of you all in my audience to is to what Josh does now. Because I said earlier, oh, he did customer service. Yeah, well, in the early days, he answered the phone. But now... He actually, I call it, it's like a mice, he's like a maestro with giant organs all in front of him, multiple, not those kind of organs. He's looking at me funny. No. Church organs. <laughs> yeah, church or yeah, that's, let's do that. Uh, keyboards and drums in a, in a whole instrumental section. And he's like mixing all of the stuff together from Shopify to, uh, uh, I should know all these different platforms <laughs> we use, but I don't. This is why I don't have to know all those things, guys. So I can still do content. He's got all the software that all talks together. And and then all behind that is uh, is marketing funnels behind all of those things. And behind that is is follow-up and, and yeah, so that's your thing. What do you call that? Is there a name for that? Yeah, uh, you could probably call it managing a tech stack, right? Okay. So you have a lot of tech and you know your tech stack is how everything you use that does specific things. Including our app, by the way. That's yeah, the other thing. We have an app, app, guys, that all integrates here, too. So it's yep. not, it's like so much more than you yeah, can Yeah, so like the mobile app talks to the email list, talks to the remarketing ads, talks yeah. to... It's integrated with Shopify, Shopify, too, and the customer service software we use, and it's all integrated, so yeah. somebody... Zendesk, just, right. Yep. What's the and then what's the shipping stuff? What ship edge? Ship yep. edge. It all talks to that. Yeah. Again, so, I don't need to know this stuff. Yeah. But it's like, so when the order comes that. in and yeah. you know tracking goes out, a customer service person can see what order you're talking about when you message in and under quickly you know pull up whatever they need to know or handle the problem, um, create the article databases, all these things right. that like support the business that we're doing. So 
So that's what I'm pretty good at is building the text. But it started with seal fit. Understanding, yeah. Well, it started before that. But it started. But I'm just. It's interesting to watch that journey. So we just talked about how we know each other and where we came from. But look at what you're doing now. Like, and that's Josh's strong suit is finding those that tech and making sure it all integrates. And now it's like spaghetti noodles in some cases because he's had to um, uh, kind of finagle things to make them work yeah. because some of what we do hasn't been done before. Yeah. Um, especially through Shopify and things like that. So. Kind of fun, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, some of the software we use, you know, you approach a developer, go, hey, I like what you have here. Can you do it in the complete opposite way right. you're doing it now so that I could use it the way I want to use it? Right. And then they look at it and go, yeah, we think we could do that. And then like, okay, great. Now, now I have something I can use to link with manufacturers and to do some drop shipping and have it all actually manage so we're not having to like piece orders out you know to different people like j they get just what they need they don't get other order information right. other order products or anything in their in their system so they can fulfill and so you all know what that means too because we're an e-commerce business right but we don't we have uh, different products some are drop shipped by the manufacturer some we warehouse um, so, and then some come from Amazon. So there's all these different places that are getting orders from us. And so Josh has to parse those out to make it easier because these people in warehouses, you know, they, they need it sent to them simply. So it's really, he's down, you're down th at that level, but you're also way up on the top level and, and he runs all the customer service. He basically does all of the, all of the, uh, adult work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. At least part but, of it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, the, the other adult work is the accounting and all the other stuff that gives us both a headache, but yeah. So SealFit <laughs> was working with SealFit, yeah. RV Lifestyle. And around that time, your channel was gaining some steam. I don't know. You're probably at like 75,000. So this would be like six, 2016, 17. Maybe? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. You hadn't hit a hundred thousand for sure yet, but yeah. I was like, you have this audience, you have this channel, like let me just set up a shop, an email list. Let's sell some merch. Yeah, you know, that's and I was still a full-time day job working for the agency. Yeah, so just making AdSense money, which whatever. Do some hats, do some shirts, that kind of thing. That's yep. we launched that I think like November of seventeen. Yep, and, and we, we just sold, did a rev share at sold, that time. Yeah, we yeah, weren't in business. Was, we were just yeah, it was a we rev were, share, just like everything else. Yep, you did. we deduct expenses, whatever few bucks we made at the end of the day, we split, split it. it, and. Yeah, that was, I think, November 17, kind of right around Thanksgiving we launched that. And, um, and well, we were doing the ebooks before that. We need no, to look up these No, we dates. did the merch first, and then then, then that spring we was knocked it? out the ebooks. Okay, because the ebooks were our first real... That was like the first real and, thing. And just so you guys know, the ebook that you have today is, is what we're talking about, but it's been revamped many times. But it actually started as what's called a $7 ebook. Look up the old school $7 secrets. We used to... That's some of it going back now to our beginnings. But I used to sell it for $7 on my blog called Life and Lawns. And you could download it for $7, and it was only six pages at that time. But it was essentially the same soil temperature-based stuff we use now. We just have different tools, and now yeah, we have an app. Tried and, and true, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the ebook was our first big hit because, obviously, with an ebook, you don't have any you don't have any chemical cost or, you know, shipping cost anything. Yeah, yeah, so, so that was a good one. So we, I think the first, you did the cool season one first. Yeah. And I, I think it was like no, 35. No, it was one book. It wasn't even it, separated. Yeah, it, it was, was just one yeah, book. Yeah. And I think it. it was like 35 pages. Yeah. <laughs> like the first one. It was 35. Now it's like 135. Yeah. And two separate ebooks. <laughs> and now. two separate, one, one yeah. for warm and cool season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we launched that in the spring and it, it did pretty well. I mean, it, you know, it got some traction because of YouTube and everything else that yeah. you had going on. And then we started doing a bunch of free guides. 
as like a lead magnet to like, hey, sign up to a list, get free guides. And so that was our big goal. Those yeah. first early on was to build the email list because we knew we used to say the money is in the list. And this is going to sound like, man, you guys are hardcore marketers. Listen, this is on a podcast. OK, we're telling you guys some behind the scenes stuff, you know, and it's the business it's, we were in for 15 yeah, years. It, it just happens you know? to be my passion and I love it. And I'm very fortunate of that. And I'm fortunate to have a friend that believes in what I do to be my business partner. So yeah, we're going to be honest with you. I mean, this is this is what we do. And by the way, every YouTube channel that's successful, this same kind of thing goes on behind it. And Josh and I love that. Actually, when we watch podcasts, like we were watching Cletus on a podcast the other day, and we're like, oh, we, we recognize some of the same business strategies or business struggles that he's had that we've had, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, a you know, big learning curve when you start yeah. building something real. And uh, yeah, so I think so, yeah, early around on we that did the time, yep. John... John Perry reached out to you about talking about selling Green County products? Yeah, so I had, uh, what it was, we didn't have, we were looking for, what would happen is, now from here, the business started to change based on the audience feedback, because we had in the eBooks, I had two fertilizers that I recommended that I thought everybody could get. It was uh, Melorganite, obviously, which you still can, and uh, what was the other one? It was uh, some sort of chicken-based thing from, gosh, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. It was Feather Meal, and anyway, there was another one I used to recommend, and it, it got to the point where people were like getting mad because they couldn't find these ferts, you know, whatever, whatever. So we Malorg started. Morgan and I would be sold out. And not yet at that <laughs> point, but it was growing. But I needed some other things to talk about. I needed other things to uh, to offer. And um, so we started looking for ways to to find different things. And so that's when I people would start recommending to me things to do. And I met John and uh, he started teaching me about the humic acid and all those types of things and biostimulants. So that's when we kind of got into that. That yeah, and they, the BioStim pack, they really wanted to like... Yeah, that was 2000, what, 18? Yeah, it must have been 18. Yeah. And so that's pretty much all. We had merch and then some couple Green County products. Yep. And then like the Lawn Journal and a couple other like random... Thermom soil thermometers. Yeah, soil thermometer, a couple other random little things we we took flyers on to see what they would do. Um, <laughs> that was so fun. back then. Just so you guys know, I mean, full transparency, we were literally buying stuff from China because that's just what you did, right? So we had a guy there that we that Josh found that we would be like, hey, we want to do uh, soil thermometers, and he'd send us what like five, six, seven samples of different ones, and then you would go, okay, I want that one. Put just our logo on. Put it. our logo <laughs> on it. I mean. It is what it is, whether you like that or not. I mean, we don't do that anymore, but we learned and we bought a couple of container, not container loads of stuff. But definitely but, like cases of them. Yeah, yeah, they were big investments at the time, I remember. Um, you know, 10, 12 grand worth of yeah, that like, was, freaking that was like, journals or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, and shipping journals are like, you know, they're heavy little things. You know, and, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the pins were good. Remember people like, man, the pin in this thing is great. I'm like, it's made in China, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's well, and the, and the fact that it started is kind of a meme. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, so, which is Oh yeah, funny. the lawn journal thing yeah. that did start as a meme. So but yeah, so we'll we don't need to go any further into the business stuff from there, but I think that was a good uh good way to set it off and to introduce you to the audience and let them know a little bit more about you. And you guys, we have some plans for growth to expand and uh, I'm not gonna say any more than that, but you guys will start seeing Josh a bit more when we start getting into uh those new expansions. So yep. do you wanna give out your socials? Uh yeah. Um the real Josh on Twitter, Facebook, I think, um, Instagram, Road to Gumball. 
Road to Gumball. So we can yep. talk about your car enthusiasm and all of that in another episode as well. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Cars right. and guns, there mountains. That's, those yes. are the cure for just about everything. You do live in Bozeman. So the only yep. cooler place in the world than Bozeman is uh, Bradenton, Florida. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I could see three ranges from my porch, you know, so... Right, so I appreciate you guys listening to that. Hope you enjoyed it. Something a little bit different. And um, if you like that kind of content, let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm actually at Alan Paul, A-L-L-Y-N-P-A-U-L, Alan Paul. But if you search Lawn Care, not Twitter, I'll come up. Uh, maybe hit me up in a comment somewhere. Let me know because I could do a lot more business stuff. You know, I mean, I can do the whole Gary Vaynerchuk thing without the F-bombs if needed. Um, and it is kind of exciting to talk about business and some of the things that I've learned growing this business. And uh some of the things that we've overcome and you know i think that would be interesting to some of you that are out there because a lot of you are small business owners you're entrepreneurs you're people that maybe you want to be a small business owner and so you like hearing stories especially from the old man that uh, waited until he was in his 40s to take the leap into being an entrepreneur so hope you guys enjoyed that now the next podcast that i'll be releasing will be here pretty quick maybe just in a couple days but i'm actually going to go edit it right now and this one was actually an interview with another entrepreneur and this time it's a guy that is into robot mowers and um, he's using the power of TikTok to actually spread his business so that'll be coming up a little bit later on in a couple days i'll post that one that was a great interview that brett and i did and i uh, hope you guys will enjoy that as well so with that i hope you have a great rest of your week thank you so much for listening to this podcast please share it wherever you're at i think other people could benefit from it and hopefully you do too so with that i hope you have a great rest of your week i'm alan hayne the lawn care nut and i'll see you in the lawn